0: Like when you're working on someone and like you're push, putting your hand on the area that hurts, and you're. It's this like connection with another person. And I like to work from the heart, and I felt like I could really do that and I can spend time with my patient. Hi, I'm Dr. Christine George, and you are watching Folks Alert. <music>
1: today i am in the heart of downtown orlando at the bing's cafe located at 420 east church street it's a great place it's not only a cafe where they serve coffee you can get some hot tea or espresso but the food here is also great but the great thing about this cafe this space it's uh it's a record store Also, they have very vintage um, painting on the wall. They have a recording studio in the back where people come in and record. It's a wonderful place to be, and I'm happy to be here today. Today, I'm interviewing Christina George. She's a doctor. She's a chiropractor who practices here in the local Central Florida area. But I wanted to have this conversation with her to talk about relocating from the Middle East where she was born and coming here as a teenager and then adjusting to a whole different culture. You specialize, yeah, I mean, you do traditional chiropractor work, but yes. you also specialize in a particular type of chiropractor work, which is like sports therapy, yes. sports... Um, am I saying it right? You are. Right, right. Tell me a little bit about that and why you chose to build that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, um, I like working with dancers a lot, and, it, and my desire to do sports chiropractic stem from there. Um, I enjoy seeing patients go from like, oh, my hip hurts, it's popping, it's clicking, to, oh, okay, I can do the splits again. It's very rewarding. So it's something that I like to do, and I wanted to specialize in it. So that's really how it's down for me.
1: Now, you say dancers, but more like gymnastics?
0: Yes. So where I first started was out of a pole studio. And I would work with pole dancers and aerialists um, and yogis. So there was a lot of like flexibility and a lot of... um, Well, the patients needed a lot of flexibility and motion to maintain their progress in their sport. And I would help facilitate that.
1: Now, get to being a character. Yes. Why did you chose chiropractor versus
0: you
1: know an eye doctor? Okay. You know, or family physician. What? Why you chose that? Also?
0: I like working with my hands. I enjoy that a lot, and I like oh, the.
1: Was, you, know, yeah, like some
0: sure. <laughs> you could technically. <laughs> That's true, but it's like when you're working on someone and like you're push putting your hand on the area that hurts and you're. It's this like connection with another person. And I like to work from the heart and I felt like I could really do that and I can spend time with my patient in a way that would be a little bit more difficult if you were a PCP due to insurance issues and volume issues. So I enjoyed that one-on-one interaction with my patient and I enjoyed to get to know my patient. So it's, it's, it's fun.
1: Help me out here for a moment. And I've been to the chiropractor maybe Ten years ago, chiropractors. Okay. Chiropractic is probably one of those medical fields where you don't necessarily prescribe medicine, right? It's more you're working with people building up their muscle and building up their strength, not necessarily prescribing some pills at the pharmacy.
0: Correct. So with chiropractic, we work on motion and activities of daily living, right? So if you need to get stronger to perform a certain task, well, we'll work on that. If you have loss of motion due to maybe adhesive capsulitis or frozen shoulder or anything else, we'll work on that. So it's very much hands-on. If you do take some sort of medication like ibuprofen or something like that, you're not really addressing the issue, you're just masking the pain so with chiropractic it's rewarding to see my patient progress to do different things that they want to do and continue to live their life the way they want to live no so originally i'm from egypt my family immigrated to california in 2006 and then
1: you ended up here so how long so when you came to the United States, did you come young? Did you?
0: I was a teenager. So I was, I think, 13 or 14, something like that. We moved straight to California. And I stayed there for high school, undergrad, graduate school. And then I moved here in 2018 after I finished schooling. We had a
1: conversation, I believe it was last year when I was doing the free interview. And you talk to me about moving from Egypt and coming to the United States and the
0: adjustment. Yes.
1: Right? yes. And I believe when you moved, your parents, correctly if, if my memory serves me correctly, your parents had a medical background. Yes. Right? They were dentists. Yes,
0: right? that's correct. Yes.
1: And they had to leave their practice because of the Arab Spring and the unrise, the uneasiness that was going on in, in Egypt at that time.
0: So they left right before things got really rough, but so they, okay, so my parents worked, well, my mother worked for the Egyptian government as a dentist and my dad had a private practice. And you could hear like the frustration that people had. They would, would, patients would come in and they would express their frustrations while working with them or before after, not during the procedure. But, and my parents saw that things were not stable. It was like something was simmering or brewing for them. So they decided that instead of waiting to see what's going to happen next, they took that step and moved here, right before.
1: The Arab Spring was a series of anti-government uprising and armed rebellion that spread to much of Arab world. In early 2010, it began in Tanzania in response to corruption, economic stagnation from Tanzania that protests spread to five Arab countries libya egypt yemen syria and bahrain rulers were deposed or major uprisings, social violence occurred including riots civil war or insurgencies the 2011 egyptian revolution also known as the 25th january revolution began on the 25th of january 2011 and spread across egypt The date was set by various youth groups to coincide with the annual Egyptian police holiday as a statement against increased police brutality. During the last few years of the Mubarak presidency, it consists of demonstrations, marches, occupations of plaza, non-violence, civil resistance, and acts of civil disobedience and strikes. It's been reported that 180,000 people were killed in countries affected by the Arab Spring. Six million people displaced. As Dr. George explains it, when she relocated to the United States as a teenager, it was a complete culture shock for her. Uprooting from her life in Egypt, coming to the United States, adjusting to the language, adjusting to the food, even having to make new friends. As she explained. Now, being a teenager, I want you to take me back a little bit. Sure. Um, you're not just leaving me your home, leaving friends and leaving family, what was, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but what was going through your mind at that time as a a teenager, leaving, and I mean, obviously parents are making a choice, best interest of the family, But for you? Uh, What were you, what was your emotion like?
0: Back then, so I could sense their anxiety and their stress, Because they're moving to a new country. They're starting over. They didn't have that same community and support that they had back in Egypt. So you could feel their stress. So I absorbed some of that. And I was like, all right, like, we're doing something very different. And when I got here, it was. I discovered that a lot of Americans are very... And I'm American now, too. So I guess this also applies to me at this point, too. um, Are very isolated and they're very lonely um, it feels like there's like a loss of sense of community for some reason and I noticed that and it was very jarring because I was so used to being surrounded by people and community so it was very different to accept that
1: also adjusting to the culture that was a big one this is this is a completely I mean, coming from the Middle East to here is, is a completely different culture. Yes, sir. It sure is. <laughs> You know, and then having to adjust to that. Yes. You know, did you find it difficult, you know, when you started school, you know, not understanding the culture, maybe the lingo, the slang, yes. people dress different, um, they act different. Yes. You know, <laughs> I mean, um, back home before, you know, you guys did things completely different.
0: We did. Um, I was very lucky to know the language before moving here. Um, but but even the same
1: as a culture.:
0: Correct, right. That's exactly it. Um, there was things that I didn't know. There are different TV shows that people would watch here, like people in high school that I didn't watch. Um, the way people say certain things that I, I didn't know, I remember this was really embarrassing and right. so bizarre. When I was in school, we were taught that an eraser is called a rubber. You rub the marks away. So I remember asking for that. I was like, oh, can I use your rubber? And they were like, what are you saying? What rubber? <laughs> yeah, they were like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, like the back of your pencil. Like, can I right. use that? And they're like, you mean an eraser? <laughs>
1: right.
0: So it would be very interesting to, it was, it was interesting, it was a little difficult to, to, uh, to adjust.
1: Now you're here. Yes. You're adjusting. Yeah. You decide that you're going to go to chiropractic
0: school. Yes.
1: Was that based upon your parents' medical
0: background? A little bit. A little bit? Yes. Yeah, it is, to be fair. Um, I've always been exposed to medicine. My parents are dentists. Um, I have a sister that is about to be a dentist. I have my other sister is a pharmacist. (laughs) Go ahead. You, you,
1: you, you completely stared off the pad. Well, what's, what's going on <laughs> Are you the oldest? I am kids? the oldest. You're the oldest? Yes. Okay. Why did you stare
0: off the pad? Um, dentistry never appealed to me the way it appealed to my younger sister. So I remember at one point my younger sister was collecting like teeth in a jar to practice to drill. Right. And I was like, that is not something that I want to do ever. <laughs> Um, and my middle sister the pharmacist she was into chemistry and she's into like compounding and making things and that wasn't appealing to me either and that was the two types of medicines I was exposed to and then I discovered chiropractic um, through school actually through a health fair and I was like well this is interesting and I got to learn about the human body and biomechanics and I was like okay no I actually like this more
1: and that's how when you came home and you told your parents you know what I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into the medical field but I'm gonna be a chiropractor. What was it? what was the reaction?
0: They were at first not sure what chiropractic was, and then I think they did their own research and then they're like so excited and so gung-ho. They're like this is different, it's new, it's unique. And they were, they were they were very supportive. They were very supportive.
1: Now you 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 leave California. Yes. You come to Florida. Yes. I don't know why you chose Florida, I guess because of the weather.
0: <laughs> the there's a big one.
1: The, the weather. You're here now, you started this practice called the chiropractic... Uh, the Cairo,
0: The chiro concept.
1: The, chiro, the concept. Yes, sir. Decide to go off the yes. your Yes. Okay. That's gotta be a little nerve-wracking. It is. To jump out of your
0: It is. Um, I chose to do that because I wanted to challenge myself. I have been working as an associate for a long time, so I have the clinical skills, but you also have that like protection of, there's other doctors in the location, um, you can ask them questions, you can do, you have that like support. And I was like, okay, well, I'm very confident in my skills, and I'm very proud of how far I've gotten. I wanted to take that leap of faith and practice the way I would like to practice. And I went for it.
1: It's funny you say when you're working with other like doctors, you can get an opinion and maybe ask questions. Yeah. Now that you're on your own and you're running your own practice.
0: Yes, sir.
1: Do you still have that phone yes. to, to make a phone call?
0: Yes. Um, it's always good to know other doctors and to network and to learn from each other. I believe that if you are not constantly learning and asking questions, then you're failing your patient. You always have to be better. I take pride in going to a lot of continuing education courses. I take pride in learning and reading the latest evidence-based um, st- studies on chiropractic care and spinal manipulation and manual therapy. And it's really, really important, like that's a source of pride and also it's really important for my patient. Let me ask you this. Go for it. I, I,
1: I, listen, I'm sure you've seen it, I've seen it on social media. We have- Where they're just cracking people's neck and you know, cracking their back and they're doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It it looks good. And I'm like, oh wow, you know, and they can I guess crack a bone here and make you taller. Uh, (laughs) I don't know know if that's (laughs) true or not, but if it's a mid or just, you know but I don't see you doing it you're not involving yourself with the gimbal.
0: So I Like you're right.
1: Listen, you take this very seriously. This is what I yes. You know, uh, why haven't you went the like, gimmick?
0: So I love getting adjusted, and that is like the base of my practice as well. Getting an adjustment, it's really important for you. Um, I decided to take a more educational route because it is a passion of mine. So I like to like talk about um, maybe why someone's having a their hip. Why is it clicking? Or talk about what it what that means or discuss different health conditions it's something that I've enjoyed and I used to be a teacher so it, it kind of blended in for me that way.
1: What did you teach?
0: I used to teach anatomy and physiology.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Yeah. Really? Yes. And
1: so you like teaching? I do. I do.
0: That's
1: interesting. Thank you. Would you get back to teaching?
0: Maybe Maybe later.
1: Maybe hold on a seminar for,
0: you know,
1: like a workshop. I would. You would?
0: I would. I think I would.
1: That might be interesting. That might be a different approach. True. You know?
0: True. Can you
1: you really crack someone back and make them taller?
0: (laughs) I don't know about making them taller, but you can adjust someone's spine to help increase their range of motion, reduce their pain. No. So I think a lot of the times like someone's coming in and they're like, oh, my back is hurt, I'm slouching, and you give them an adjustment, and, like they feel that relief of pain and they can like stand taller, stand straighter. It's not that we made them taller, but it's that that patient has less pain now and they don't have to like lean forward or lean back.
1: So you always have the same height. Yeah. But if you're slouching know, over, obviously you're going to
0: And you'll be hurting. So when you work on that patient and not only adjust them, but work on stabilizing their back, the muscles in their back, you'll help them stand taller. So they, they it looks like they're taller, but they're just, they just have good posture now, which is important.
1: You're watching, take an objective view, you're watching social media uh-huh. and you're seeing these other chiropractors doing things, you being adopted yourself. Do you, at any point when you're watching this stuff, you're like, oh, no, no, that's, that's not how
0: we
1: <laughs> And do um, you have to stop yourself from writing a comment?
0: I, each person practices differently. I am not the one to judge another doctor on how they practice. It may not be how I would do something, but if you can back up what you're doing with evidence and science then you're good with chiropractic it's not just take a pill and go home and it's not me doing all the work the patient has to participate in their own own health you have to be your own advocate and you have to be willing to take care of yourself yoga is really helpful and it helps with increasing range of motion it helps with reducing pain uh, for a lot of people depending on the position Um, when you're working in a class together, you end up building a sense of companionship with other students, so it helps with your mental and emotional health, too. She wants to do that. I have other patients wanting other things. I have an older patient, actually, who wants to be able to bend down and pick up his grandchild. That's his goal. He wants to do that. That's really important to him. So we're working on that. We're like, we're like, all right. So let me see how you squat. So you would
1: make that yes. Correct.
0: Without pain. You make it I try to get them to as close as I possibly could to get them to their activity of daily living. Yes, that's my goal for my patient. Yes. Yes. It's important. Um, pain is not necessarily a motivating factor for people. I can tell you it's not for me. I could be in pain. I'm like, all right, I'll just brush it off. But it's when it's stopping me from doing something that I need to do, then I'm like, all right, well, let me address this, which is the wrong way of doing things. But that's what we all do. So when the patient comes in, I'm not going to be like, oh, okay, let's work on your pain. Like, that's not motivating. I'm like, all right. Well, what do you want? What's it stopping you from doing? What do you need to get done? So I'm like, all right. It could be doing the splits. It could be picking up a grandkid. I have a patient who's struggling with twisting. Um, what was she? What did she say? Twisting when it comes to like using the bathroom, for example, is a very, like, a very uncomfortable situation for her. I'm like, all right. Well, we have to work on your twisting motion. We have to give you that mobility back. So things like that.
1: Um, Is it possible to have? I I might be having pain now.
0: Okay. Is it possible that it's something
1: that happened five, ten years
0: ago? It can be. Now. It's manifesting? Yes. It can. That can happen.
1: If I'm feeling pain now, can you still correct it? Because I've gone so long without addressing it.
0: So in a situation like that, we would do a very detailed exam and history to see what's going on, what's happening. Um, And then we would start like a trial of conservative care. I'm like, all right, let's do this adjustment. We'll do this exercise, this stretch. We'll do this manual therapy. And let's see if we can get you to that point. Say you don't and you're not getting to that point, I would then refer you out for x-rays. And then let's see, let's see what's going on in that joint. Is there osteoarthritis? Well, osteoarthritis, you can't cure that but you can manage it. So then let's readjust our goals from cure to, okay, let's start managing this. Let's see how we can get you to get as good as possible with what you have going on.
1: Someone's gonna watch this. Okay. okay. You know, they might not have any interest in going to chiropractic school. Okay. But after watching this, they might have you know what, I might wanna take, take this up. What would be your advice?
0: First thing I would say, shadow a chiropractor the ins and outs don't just shadow them watching a patient but
1: they would have to start going to school before they do that right
0: you can so when i applied i saw i found myself interested in the field but before i applied to school and decided to make it my career i shadowed the doctor and i shadowed and i saw her how and i saw how she worked with the patients and how she talked to them but what i would advise someone interested in chiro school to do is not just see how the doctor is talking to the patient or working with the patient but see how they're documenting how they're taking their notes how they're scheduling the patient these little details are really important i would tell them to be mindful with their finances graduate school is super expensive so expensive so either start saving up money early or maybe The third year into Cairo school, maybe try to get a job then. The first two years are impossible. You're like studying non-stop. Uh, But the third year you can to start preparing. I would tell them to talk to other providers and talk to other specialists. Like talk to physical therapists, talk to acupuncturists, see how they treat patients too. So you can get a really rounded idea of what is physical medicine.
1: How many years have we talked?
0: For Cairo school? So you have to have your bachelor's degree, so that's four years. And then from there, you have to do your graduate program, that's three years and a half.
1: So we're looking about eight years? About that. Eight years? Yes sir. (laughs) So that means no clubs?
0: No, you're going to be studying.
1: (laughs) Well, if they're watching this and they're considering that they're going to have to dedicate eight years of their life to going to... Get a bachelor, and you know, eventually
0: get their doctorate.
1: Get their doctorate.
0: Yep, it's a process.
1: What was the best part of your journey?
0: When I was in grad school, the friendships I made were a big deal. That's that was huge, and I, there are friendships that I still have to this day. That was the best part of grad school
1: dr christina george yes sir (laughs) it was it was it was listen we worked on this for eight months and we finally we finally got here yeah you know i appreciate you taking the time and you know freeing up your schedule for coming and chatting with me and being a part of season five
0: thank you for having me it was so much fun it was a
1: pleasure it was a pleasure thank
0: you sir thank you very much (laughs) you're so welcome Thank thank you